Cruise Critic is a website. It's cruisecritic.com. And basically, it's just the most extraordinary place to go to find out just volumes of information about cruising. Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein. Welcome to Rock Your Retirement. This is Kathy, and I am so excited because currently I am actually on a cruise. And so if you're noticing that the sound quality is not that great, sorry, I didn't bring my microphones with me <laughs> because I wanted to enjoy myself. But when I met Donna Clark, I just had to ask her to come on the show. Donna's just an ordinary person, just like us, and she agreed to come on the show and talk about a little-known secret called Cruise Critics. So, Donna, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be involved. Now, Donna, you don't work for Cruise Critic, right? You're just a person like us. No, I absolutely do not work for them. Okay, but I met you because you organized an event, correct? I was one of the organizers, yes. So tell me how Cruise Critic works. Cruise Critic is a website. It's cruisecritic.com. And basically, it's just the most extraordinary place to go to find out just volumes of information about cruising. And um, I first was introduced to it about four years ago when we were going on an Asia cruise. And a good friend of mine had... had um, gone onto this website and told me about it and said, you have to go onto it. It has great reviews and such. And so that's how I got started. So four years ago, you went on to Cruise Critic. And what types of information were you looking for regarding your Asia cruise? When I first went on, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to see. And so basically, I was just kind of looking for um, reviews of that particular cruise. And that's what got me started. Okay, great. And so you look for reviews. And so... Was this before you had applied or paid for the cruise or after? Or? No, actually, we had paid for it. Uh -huh. And so this is kind of an afterthought. But, um, you know, once I got onto it, it, now I do go to it a lot of times to this website a lot of times before we book a cruise just to find out. But it doesn't end with just member reviews of cruises. It, it becomes as detailed as reviews of the ship's reviews of a stateroom on the ship. Speaking of that, I am really, excuse my language, I guess I won't say it, mad. <laughs> Look at my view. I see. I am really upset because we paid for a view cabin and we have this big apparatus. I don't know what that is. Some kind of window cleaning apparatus that is blocking our view. And um, my husband said that after we booked, he went online, and Cruise Critics said that my stateroom is a crappy stateroom mm -hmm. for that reason. Mm -hmm. So if we would have read, you know, if we would have understood Cruise Critic better, we would have had them change our room before we got on the ship, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because you want the best that you're paying for, you know. And, and um, again, that's why this is such a, a valuable website for anyone, you know, looking into cruising or on a cruise even. So reviews of the cruise, reviews of the ship, reviews of the cabins. What else does it review? Um, they have reviews of the ports, which is absolutely great. And these are reviews, a lot of times with that, they'll have like a review 
done um, a professionally, and then the members will oh, review it. Oh, a professional it. review, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what else? Report reviews. What about the activities? You know, like the excursions, do they review those? The excursions will be reviewed um, by the people who review the, the cruise they went on. A lot of times they will say, these are the excursions we that we did with the, the ship or privately and give honest reviews. And and I always encourage people, once you get involved with Cruise Critic, do the reviews because it helps other people too. Exactly. Exactly. Now, one of the things that I heard was when you're part of Cruise Critic, you can actually take excursions that are not part of the ship that might be less expensive. How does that work? It's basic. Well, to get into this a little bit more, one of the features on Cruise Critic is being able to, first of all, go into your community. There's, there's, there are tabs across the top of this webpage, and one says community. When you click on community, it will show all, all of, or most of the cruise lines. So, for instance, we're on Celebrity right now, and so if you click on celebrity, it's almost like a bulletin board where people, where people will post questions and anyone can answer them. And that in itself is wonderful because you might say, has anyone, like for instance, yesterday or the day before we were on the overnight excursion, which left the ship and went to Queenstown and then came back on the ship. And that was part of the celebrity excursions. That wasn't a private. Exactly. That was one of the ship excursions. And what that did is I posted it because, it, it you know, there was a cost involved in just even leaving the ship. And so I posted the question, has anyone ever done this overnight excursion? And I had the most wonderful reply from a, uh, a gentleman from Ohio who not only did it, but posted all kinds of pictures about it. And um, they were with a group of eight people, so I could get different responses. And that's what sold me on doing it. Awesome. Okay, so this gentleman from Ohio told you that you were going to love your excursion. Exactly. So then you felt comfortable buying it, because I'm sure it was pricey if it was an overnight. Correct. Correct. It was. (laughs) It was. But, But again, now that we've done it, it was so worth it. And I'll do the same thing if anyone posts. I will, you know, and I, I look at those all the time because um, even if there's not a question that necessarily I need information on, it would it's going to be helping someone, and maybe I can help someone too. That's great. I, you know, do most people find out about Cruise Critic through word of mouth like you do? I know that's how I found out. I was on a cruise a couple of months ago. My husband and I did a photography cruise through Costco. Nice. And the... Photogra- the, the professional photographer which led the cruise was part of Cruise Critic, and that's how we found out about it because she was talking about a group event <laughs> and some excursions that some of the people went on. So is it usually word of mouth? I believe so. You know, I haven't seen – I don't recall seeing it advertised anywhere. I know I found out through word of mouth, and I am passing on this information to everyone I t- talk with um, and meet on cruise ships because I just think it's it's just amazing. It's helped me so much. When we were talking about the different excursions, once you go into the celebrity, for instance, because that's what we're on right now, then you can go into a roll call, it's called. And this is a really fun spot. What you will do is you'll go into the roll call of celebrity ships. And what it is, is you will find the actual cruise that you're going to be on. Once you click on to that, anyone that you talk with on this roll call are going to be on this ship. So prior to going on your cruise, you're going to be speaking with people from all over the world 
who are going to be on the ship and that you'll get to meet, which is, you know, better than a pen pal. That's awesome. So do you ever form dinner groups for this and say, oh, you want to be on my table? You know, for people who, who go to the main dining room. I've, I've seen that. Um, a lot of times people will say, you know, they'll find out that they live close by. Oh, and that. Um, because that happened with us actually with the Asia group. We had, we ended up meeting someone on the roll call prior to the cruise who lived about an hour away from us in Chicago, the oh Chicago gosh. area. And so we come, you know, had a bunch of conversations with them and then meeting them on the cruise was so much fun. We became good friends and we still see each other. I love that. So. That is so awesome. I met um, some friends on a cruise once and it turned out we met down at the sushi bar. This was before celebrity charged for the sushi mm-hmm. restaurant and, and it wasn't really a restaurant. It was sort of a, an area, an yeah. area. Do you remember that? I do remember it from years ago. And, um, so I met this, this woman at the sushi bar and we started talking. It turns out she lived about 10 minutes from me Ah, <laughs> and we became, we became really good friends. So you, you can meet some lifelong friends on cruises. Absolutely. The other benefit of, of the roll call is the ability to set up private tours. And so for instance, on this particular cruise, we only did one ship tour and that's the overnight one through the cruise ship. The rest of them have been done privately with the roll call groups. So how does that work? Tell me about how to set up a private, is that sounds expensive, a private tour. Oh, well, actually it's generally less expensive than the ship tour and it's definitely a smaller group. I I will give you an example. When we stopped in um, Taranga, uh, I, there were two things I wanted to do. One is I wanted to go to the Mori um, village, and I also wanted to go to Hobbit Town because we were big Lord of the Rings <laughs> fanatics. Love it. The cruise ship did not offer both on oh. the same day, and so I went in search of a private one that did. So I found a company, researched it through another website to make sure you know it had some good reviews, which it did, and so I contacted the, the group there in New Zealand. She gave me, the woman from the um, company gave me the information of their website, all the information I would need. And she said, generally our tours will not take more than 10 people at a time. So we have a small van as opposed to the bus of 50 a giant or 60. Bus that Correct. you're waiting an hour to board. Or waiting for people to get back on. Exactly. <laughs> and she said, so, um, she said, but we will do your tour privately for two people if you want. But if you get 10, it will be less expensive. So we booked our two and then I went online and posted it on the roll call. I said, this is the tour I found. It sounds fantastic. I did research. Looks good. This is the price. There would be eight more possible uh, spots available. If you're interested, contact this website. So none of the money or anything was taken. You know, I didn't have to deal with collecting money. So much money. less stress. You right. not having to deal with that. And, uh, and so we ended up filling up the van for, with 10 people. The cost was reduced and it was just an amazing day. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Now, one thing, I'm terrified of missing the boat. So how do you deal with that? Yes. And that is, that I think is the biggest fear. And, and believe me, we think about this a lot too. Uh, prior to me taking private tours, that was my always my biggest concern. Most of these private tour companies will guarantee, you know, that they will get you back. We will always try to get back at least a couple hours before. I'm the same we, way. I mean, <laughs> I, I am not like, to cut the. I am not going to cut this short because I would be a nervous wreck. And and the, and you know, these private tour companies know that they're really responsible for that. Now. 
we've been doing private tours, I would say, you know, we started doing them with the Asia group and that was four years ago. And we've cruised several times since then. And I would say the majority of what we do now are private tours because they're smaller. They are less expensive and um, we just like them. Yeah. And then with the roll call, because these are people in your roll call, you, you will see a lot of them over and over. And so that's when you start to, you know, form friendships and, and get to be together. And it's just great fun. I love it. Okay. So we're talking about these private tours. I'm very interested in this because I have to admit, I totally messed up my cruise critic. I didn't do it properly. Did I guess I didn't get listed correctly on the roll call or whatever. And so the next cruise that I'm going to take, which is going to be next year, I want to make sure that I do it properly. But as far as these private tours, I am looking at everything you've said. They're less expensive. They're less people. You get to know the people better, less waiting, more of a, of a tour, like what you want to do. What's the downside? I, I Probably the fear of not getting back on time. I think that would be, you know, one of the, the biggest fears for people. And then also the unknown. If you, if you're doing a celebrity cruise and you book with a celebrity shore excursion, you know that it's overseen by cruise company. But I have a lot of trust in, in, uh, the people that have gone on these excursions and I do research them. So, um, I guess that would be the downside though. Now you researched your own tour. This wasn't found on cruise critic. How did you do that? I mean, you sound like a world traveler, you know, not, not everybody that listens to this show is a world traveler. How would I do that? How would I research finding a private tour? Oh, my favorite, Mr. Google. Mr. I'm writing that down. (laughs) M-R. Basically, I will just go into Google and I will say New Zealand Taranga Hobbit Town Tours, you know, and then a bunch of different tour companies will come up or... I will have gone on to the celebrity, and again, this is where you get back to your reviews, have gone on to the celebrity reviews, and people will mention private tours they've, they've had. That's a great resource, because they just were off the ship or, or, you know, had been on the ship within the last year and done a private tour and had um, lists of the different uh, companies they use. In fact, the, you know, the gentleman who I spoke about, who gave me all the information about the overnight tour, uh-huh. had he had created almost a blog about that entire trip. Oh, really? And so he had all kinds of websites. I I might have I might have gotten the uh, Taranga site from him. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, because last cruise that we went to, we went to Greece, Turkey, and Croatia. Mm. And this was, um, we had actually had this exact same cruise booked to like a year in advance. Mm-hmm. And then my sister and I started getting nervous about Turkey. And we canceled. And then several months later, I was looking through Costco and I found this, this cruise to Greece. And I wasn't even paying attention to the, the Turkey and Croatia part because it was mm-hmm. only two days out of the tour. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is so inexpensive. It was like $1,500 for Aqua class. Oh, wow. Each. So around sure, 3000 sure. I thought, okay, we can't miss this. So we went ahead and booked it. And of course, the last stop was Istanbul. Oh yes, and that part got canceled. Now, here's a little tip for for you all. We had purchased our own insurance, mm-hmm. not through the cruise. 
Well, we thought that it was going to pay for our rerouting of my of our trip because we were no longer flying out of Istanbul. Oh. We wound up flying out of, um, I don't remember, somewhere else. And our insurance did not cover that rerouted. Celebrity picked up $500 total for the two of us, but we still wound up paying, it was between $600 and $1,200 to reroute that. Wow. Yeah, so just a little word of advice. Number one, the insurance did not cover it because the event, the, the bombing in Istanbul, was more than 30 days before our cruise. Okay. okay. We had no control over the cruise line rerouting us. Right. And so if we had booked that travel through Celebrity, it would have been covered. So we do that now. And now if we buy insurance, we pay the more expensive insurance through the cruise line. Which you know. is uh, absolutely, uh, we always buy <laughs> the trip insurance because we actually had a, um, you know, it was a medical. An incident. incident. That's why we do it. It's because yeah. of the medical. And uh, and we didn't get refunded the money, but we had the full credit, which of course we're going to continue to cruise. So. Oh, so you got a credit for, for celebrity. Right. For celebrity. They which, didn't refund your... No, they didn't. That's because, good to know. Yes, they didn't refund it, but we did get the full amount back for... For your next had, like, cruise. Like four years to use it in. And so, and we knew, you know, we would... We would use it. You have to read the fine print. Read on your contract. Yes. Every, and I, for one, should know because I've been selling insurance for years. Ah, okay. But you know, the <laughs> you know, the, has no shoes. The other correct. <laughs> the other part of that is that's that's a question that you can always post on Cruise Critic. You know, that would be a good celebrity question. Anyone ever use the trip insurance? Pros and cons. You will get probably hundreds of responses because every you know a lot of people have. Had experience with that. Well, on this cruise, and I'm, I'm going to bring this up just a little gingerly right after this break. Are your plastic containers multiplying behind closed doors? Hi, my name is Lisa Woodruff, and I am a professional organizer and productivity expert. Okay, what's going on behind those closed doors with all of those plastic containers? I want you to get them all out and put them on your kitchen counter or your kitchen table. All of them, every single one. And then match the tops and the bottoms. If you don't have a top, get rid of the bottom. And if you have a top with no bottom, get rid of the top. Then when you look at what you have left, I want you to think about really how many plastic containers do you need? How often do you use reusable plastic containers? Get down to a very small amount that you keep in your cabinet, because as you and I know, they're going to multiply in there anyway. Anything you don't need, go ahead and donate, and then find out how little you can live on. Check out the Organized 365 podcast for more on how to get organized as you rock your retirement. So we're talking with Donna Clark, who is a guest on Celebrity with us. Uh, Les and I are taking a cruise right now, which is why the sound quality isn't as good as normal. And we are talking currently about Cruise Critic, but also we're wandering into some other areas, for example, trip insurance. So on our cruise a few days ago, one of the tour buses overturned mm -hmm. and it was horrible. Everybody on the cruise was affected by this. There were people who were in critical condition. And basically what happened was the bus driver had some sort of medical problem, either a heart attack or something slumped over. 
veered into the uh, opposite lane, hit a Toyota, and then veered down an embankment, and several people were injured. This is one of the reasons why you buy trip insurance, correct? I mean, I yeah. those people in critical condition, I'm sure their medical bills must be astronomical. Weren't they helicopter? Weren't some of them helicopter? I believe a couple were helicoptered um, to um, a larger hospital. Right. Yeah, so that's why we buy trip insurance, right. and I'm sure that's the same reason why you do, correct? We do. There's there's two types. One type of trip insurance is just insuring the cost of your cruise, and then the other one is like a medical insurance. I was just joined joined Medicare this year. Congratulations. Well, thank you and no thank you. I don't know. <laughs> um, but and I realized that, and this is something I picked up from the board, the uh, cruise critic information is that Medicare is just not accepted in other countries. And so make sure you buy the health insurance. And, and we also had a friend who was airlifted home from one of the Caribbean islands. 200,000 bucks. Yes. So, um, piece of information we learned adds to the trip cost, but so well worth it. Yes. And in my real job, I actually sell Medicare insurance Ah. and even so, there are two types. There's the HMOs, and then there's the Medicare supplement. And the Medicare supplement Plan F, which m- most people will get if they have it, there's a lifetime maximum of fifty thousand dollars, and that's not going to cover an airlift. So I always tell my clients, make sure that you get the travel insurance. Absolutely, wherever you go. Now, one thing that you do need to know is that it does not include typically pre-existing conditions. Right. So if you have cancer. You're undergoing chemotherapy, something like that, and then right before the cruise, you're too ill to travel. Guess what? Your insurance is not going to cover that cancellation. So keep that in mind. Just a little helpful hint about insurance. Um, So one of the great things about Cruise Critic is you can actually post online asking about the insurance, whether it's worth it or if somebody has different insurance. Is that correct? Right. Right. And then there's one other thing that we haven't discussed, and that is the cruise critic group party, right? Yes. I mean, you, so yes. how many of those happen once during the trip, uh, every day? How, how does that work? The, the formal one, if you want to go there, <laughs> um, not formal in dress, but the, the or, organized one happens once during the cruise. And this is organized actually by the cruise ship. They invite you, you sign up for this, you say, I'm on this roll call, and so you sign up for this. They're often re- referred to as the meet and mingle. Meet and mingle. and um, Or meet and greet. I've heard it both ways. The cruise ship will send you a formal invitation. It's usually the first sea day. Okay. And it'll be in the morning. And that's when you can meet with all these people you've been talking with all over the world. So it's just so much fun. That's where we met. That's right. That's where mm-hmm. we met. Now, just a little tidbit, I because I didn't do it properly. I did enter myself on the roll call. I did not get the formal invitation by the ship. However, on all the ships I've ever been on, down, down uh, next to the guest relations, there's usually a message board. And on those message boards, it'll give you information about um, the different, usually there's a Kiwanis group that meets, there's cruise critic groups that meet, there's usually uh, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm -hmm. So there's all different groups that will meet on the ship and it tells you when and where. And that's how I found out about the cruise critic party. So have no fear. If you mess up like I did, you can still find it by looking at that message board. Right. And those are such great... um, it really is a, a, such a fun way to meet the people you've been talking with. Um, generally, the cruise ship will set up like some 
you know, little appetizers or um, breakfast foods and things. And they'll bring the, the captain often will stop in, or at least a lot of the officers, they'll be introduced. You know, the, the cruise lines like to have cruise critic people on the ship because it does advertise for the ship. Assuming everything goes well, and for the most for the most part, I, it, you know I think we're all you know callbacks. We always are coming back to cruising, so they do go well. But uh, it's a, just a really nice informal meeting, but it is organized, and, and, and invitations are sent out from the cruise line. Yeah, I really liked it because this was the first exposure that I got to all of the officers on the ship. It was real. I don't think the captain was there. Yeah, I don't think the captain stopped in on this, but I have been at at somewhere they do, where he does or she does. An interesting note is that Deb, the group director, mm-hmm. she was the group director on our cruise to Greece on a ah, different ship. Wow. Yeah, so that was pretty interesting because I recognized her and I said, Deb, uh-huh. I recognize you. <laughs> Great. But yes. Okay, so we've talked about, what's your favorite part of Cruise Critic? Probably my favorite part is the roll call when you start actually talking with with the people that you know you're going to be meeting. You know, again, it's so much fun because they're from all over and um, people share so much information. And that's how you can get involved with private tours, you know, which is always a lot of fun uh, to do and and just such a, a better way to tour, I think. So probably the roll call. And the the roll call for this particular cruise started about two years ago. Two years ago? Yes. No was, wonder they didn't uh, know I did something wrong. I think I joined four or five months ago. Yes, yes. <laughs> A lot of times people book, you know, people book cruises out. Right. And um, so people who've booked a cruise in, say, next year will go online. And, and there's a possibility a roll call has already started for that. But if one hasn't, you can start one. Okay. You can just say, hey, we just booked this cruise. And we're really excited. Anybody out there, book it too. And that's how it gets started. And so then, you know, over the course of the two years since I first saw it, and we probably booked about a year and a half ago. Uh, so I went on to it and I started reading the pages that had already been. And it was it's usually slow at first, you know, if it starts out that far in advance. I started reading some of the pages and then I put myself in there and I said, hey, we're going on the cruise with you too. We're from Chicago, blah, Yay. blah, blah. And uh, so then you start getting involved with the people on this. You find out about the tours. And then as the cruise gets closer, more and more really people, busy. it gets very busy. And so every night, that's what I would do is sit and, and see what the latest uh, was on the on the roll call. Well, I can see. I am going to have to join it for our next cruise. We have an Asia tr- cruise planned. Awesome. And so we are going to have to join the roll call for that. We're not sure. We might switch it to a a Japan cruise. We're not Mm -hmm. really sure. But we do have one scheduled for next year that we scheduled two years ago. Yes, yes. I I mean, people schedule out, you know, years in advance. Once you get into cruising, you kind of like to have another one on the uh, horizon there. (laughs) I love cruising. And also I love booking my next cruise on the ship because usually you get some extra perks that you don't get. Right. Um, Yeah. So speaking of that. All of this information that you gave, everything that Cruise Critic does, it must be expensive. What does it cost to be part of Cruise Critic? What is it, like 50 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month? What is what is the fee? Absolutely free. Free? Free. Now, you do have to sign, you have to, to sign up for it. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, you can go on to the cruise page and read a lot of information, but to go into roll calls, you have to sign up. So you make like a call letter and a, a password. And it's free to do that. You don't ever have to use it if you choose not to. But then once you create that, 
that will always be your call letter. Like, for instance, we are DG33. DG33. And that's just something, you know, I came up with very quickly. So on the on the roll call, every time I would say something or add, you know, comment or something, that little um, name tag would come on so that people would know who it was. And then when you Don't go to... have your name on it, too? Uh, it, n- no, but when you write something, a lot of times... As you're going along, then I'll say, oh, um, Donna, this is from Donna or, you know, Donna and Greg. Okay. So, so it's private in other words. So you don't have to put your name. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And the the last thing I want to say about that too, is that a lot of people will sign into the roll call and they just kind of watch it and read it, but they don't necessarily interact with it. And you still gain so much information it's just invaluable for going on a cruise. You don't have to add anything. They don't require that you say something and you can just kind of monitor what's going on. We call that lurking. Lurking is a perfect term for it. Yes, I have lurkers. So I have a private Facebook group for the Rock Your Retirement community. And we have a lot of lurkers on that group. Not a lot of people post. I mean, we do get some, some people posting for sure, but a lot of people just go in and check it out and see what's going on. So. I think that's part of all part of social media. There's Absolutely, more people watching than do in the participating necessarily, right? Exactly, right. and that's fine. That's what these groups are for, right? So you have given us so much information. Is there anything else that we have missed talking about before we say goodbye? I can't think of. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty on that website that I haven't even touched on uh, because every time I go on it. I will find something new. Sometimes they'll post just like an informational piece about first-time cruisers. What do you need to know? You know, and that's just designed by the, the cruise critic people. But I would just encourage everyone who's anticipating or thinking about or booked a cruise to go onto this website because it's wonderful. It sounds like it. Now, we don't have a freebie today because obviously we're not talking with a professional with something to sell. No. But if you're looking for ways to rock your retirement, and I absolutely believe that cruising can be a way to do that. There are cruises that fit every budget. You know, you've got cruise lines, for example, what's the one I'm thinking of? Uh, Carnival. Carnival. Mm-hmm. Carnival is very, very affordable. Uh, most people can afford Carnival. I mean, less than a hotel room, and it includes your entertainment and your food. Mm-hmm. And then you have cruise lines all the way up to Regent. Regent is one of the most uh, exclusive cruise lines, which normally include your airfare and activities off right. the ship. So you can always find a cruise that fits your budget. And for people that are worried about, oh, I'm not going to like being on a ship, these ships are big, right? Oh, huge. <laughs> Much bigger than you would imagine, I think. They are huge ships. There's always something to do. So thank you so much. And if you're looking for, like I said, a freebie, just go to rockyourretirement.com slash secrets, and you can get the secrets about retirement your broker won't tell you absolutely free. And that will give you information on how to rock your retirement. It's about lifestyle, not about money. So thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Rock Your Retirement. Thanks for listening to the Rock Your Retirement Show. If you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show, please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com.
Oh, wait, I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August, actually August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show. And when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, 
we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com support and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.